cliffcentral.com. Hi there, and welcome back to part two. Can cheating help a relationship? No, it doesn't. It breaks the relationship. Do you, do you, what if what if it makes um, the spouse the other spouse realize that there's a serious problem? For instance, what if maybe the other person didn't realize how big a problem the relationship was in until the cheating happens? Yeah, sometimes it can be fixed if you can. If you can't be, yeah, okay. That's what leads to divorce. There's probably yeah. There's probably better ways because there's some that, yeah some bad situations mm. you can't fix. Um, know? but I was thinking more in terms of. You know, if a if a person isn't satisfied with just one partner, if having someone on the side, <laughs> um, and this is not uncommon in African culture, if having someone, if you think having someone on the side can actually help to strengthen the main relationship, no. Okay. But some men believe that they call it a small house. A they small go, house. They mm. go crazy over yeah. the small house more than that. They even what is a small leave, house? Leave their marriage. Small house is the second mistress. Side dish. Mm. What did you say? Side dish. Side dish. <laughs> yes. And there is some a- men get crazy that they leave their marriage of twenty years for their small house. Mm. And I mean, I'm pretty sure I've seen in movies where like it also works for the women quite well because <laughs> they receive financial security and everything they want out of the marriage, mm. but the guy, because oftentimes women stay in marriages for the wrong reasons, right? And it's for financial security. And mm. so they feel like, you know, if they have this mistress on the side who can take care of his emotional needs, then, you know, the arrangement works for everyone. Which is but quite interesting. What happens if those uh, financial stuff you are getting finish? What are you going to do? Go back to your marriage? Because at times, that that man is going to go down the drain one day. And what are you going to do? Are you going to go back? You very, stay there? Yeah, I mean, we were, t- mm. we were speaking to a financial advisor yesterday. We were saying that... Um, a man is not a financial plan. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so I think that's important. But now, what are the main differences, do you think, between cheating and polygamy? Having five wives. I think that's cheating as well. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, really? Why? Oh, how can, how can one man have five wives? How, why can't a woman have five husbands as well? If I it agree is with like it. that. Some, some do. Yeah. If it, no, I've never heard of it. <laughs> I've always it, seen men like my grandfather. It, it was years ago. He had five wives. But what if all the women agree to it? Do you think it's still cheating? To me, it's cheating. As a first wife, even sometimes you'll say, yes, you agree for, to him to marry a second wife because you don't have a choice. Mm. Then you just agree so that he, he doesn't go out sleeping out there. Uh, almost like you're stuck in a corner Yes, you're yeah. stuck in a corner You don't have a choice So you just agree Okay, you can marry a second wife Then you can marry a third wife Just hoping that maybe he'll give up Then at the end he goes up to ten wives And do you think all these wives are always competing For his attention? Yes, they do There's no yeah. yeah they do. There's no harmony they'll, they'll fight like cats and dogs But what do you think the second and third and fourth wife want? With a man that's already taken. Exactly what the first wife is getting. That's what they want. But how do they think they'll get it if they now have to share this man? That's very interesting. I think, though, I mean, 
it's the, for me it's the same as women who like married men. Yeah, but mm, you know you, you'll never dish. you'll never have the full p- capacity of this man mm. if he's absolutely but, got another but huge you convince level yourself, of commitment. You convince yourself that you can. That's what I'm saying. It's a competition, and some women chase that mm. challenge. And it's like women who it's like mistresses. Yeah, mm. because it is the same. Because even if you are married, you not have you're not going to have full attention of him because some of yeah. the days he will be with his first wife. It's exactly. just the same. And the, I suspect yeah. that with most mistresses, they're waiting for him to choose them. Mm. Wow. But in this 21st century, some of those mistresses are not worried because they say, if you can buy me a time, you can pay my rent, pay my fuel, I'm okay with it. It's a financial you. plan. Yes. <laughs> yes. Not my bless yeah. Yes. It's not coming Friday or Wednesday. I'll have my day. Mm-hmm. This is what you should hear from the people. I don't mind. I will see him. If he's not coming to me on Monday, Friday is mine. You see? Wow. Do you think, though, that... I mean, because women have emotional needs. They do. Probably more so than men do. Yeah. <laughs> they do. So I, I just struggle to understand how a, a woman can be satisfied in that kind of relationship. It's their thinking. <laughs> They're thinking it's different. That's very interesting. Maybe they they get that emotional support from another man. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. They do. If he's got that one, if he's not coming Monday, she's gonna walk another one. It's true. It's, it's usually true. It's yeah. How you get a woman having two? Men yeah, it's almost one she relies on for all those. It's things. like a career mistress. Mm. <laughs> I want to be a little bit of a devil's advocate. Do you think that you can get everything in one man? Or, or do you think that, you know, as you were talking, talking about uh, building on a marriage, Mandla, you were saying how um, it takes time and, you know, you really have to commit to it and you have to, What's build, everything you, have, about? you have to build it. So I'm getting there. So, so what I wonder then, does that include having your husband be capable of giving you the emotional support that you need and also financial? Or do you think that it's sort of almost difficult to get that perfect man, the one that gives you what you, you need. You shouldn't you need all those you things. You never from find someone who will give you everything, but you should be happy with whatever you're getting from a husband because you chose him to be your husband. Then mm. you should be happy with whatever he's giving it to you. Oh, and you because if you are not, that's when cheating comes in yeah. because you're going to find someone who will give you that extra you want from your husband. Also, I mean, I suspect that if you're not happy and self-sufficient by yourself, mm. that you will never be happy with somebody else. Yes, true. But you so, know what? Like I, and I'm going to use myself <laughs> as an example. I am financially independent, but I still want to know that my man can financially support me. Like if anything were to happen, right? Right. Although I really love being independent. Mm. I have worked a lot on being emotionally stable, emotionally sound. You know, I take the time to really take care of, of myself psychologically and emotionally, but at the same time, I would still love to know that my man can give me the emotional support that I need. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, not, it's not, absolutely. it's not the man trying to fill gaps okay. in you. Absolutely. So, and for me, this is why I took issue with the idea of everything. Mm. Right. I don't think a man should ever give you everything. Yeah. Because I think that is a very crippling and disempowering 
position to be in. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of women find themselves and that's what makes them vulnerable. Mm. And that's where men take advantage because they know you're in a corner mm. and you can't live without them. Yeah. And I think too many women out there are looking for a man to give them everything. And I think it's the wrong idea. It mm-hmm. really is. But look, if um, I mean, my, my man doesn't allow me to work, mm. I must be a housewife. Where am I going to get the stuff that I need? So he has to provide everything. But I'm saying now that whole business of him not allowing you to work in the first place is problematic. Yes. Mm. Because honestly and truly, a a relationship should never be founded on anything but love. And when Mm. the love is gone, the relationship should end. Because love is the most important weapon in a marriage. Mm. So if there is no love, so Mm. the marriage is gone. Right. But so many, and this is where, I mean, great things like the prenuptial ag- agreement have, have, have been so, I think, empowering to, to women in marriages because. Sometimes And to men. Sometimes disempowering. Sometimes disempowering to yeah, but at least, men. yeah, at least it's created a, a cleaner separation, um, than was possible before because I think in the olden days, so many of our parents stayed together because they had too much to lose. Exactly. They, 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 they were too inseparable, uh, financially, mm. you know? And so I think giving rights and independence to both parties in a marriage is incredibly important because guys, when it's time to go, it's time to go. So ladies, um, we know that children come out of intimacy, not always. Sometimes they can be accidents, but on average, they can come out of intimacy. And at the same time, they stand as a huge risk to intimacy in a couple's relationship. Um, and now from what you've seen in households, how do you think can be better or healthier ways of parents to include children in their relationships as husband and wife? I think you have to make time for that. Sit like a certain couple that I know. Well, they would say like, okay, there's a child in between these two um needing a lot of tension and everything. I think they put aside that time for intimacy like Fridays, weekends. During the week, she'll have to have time for the kid. What I see where I am, Mm. the child is um, doesn't want to give space to the dad Mm. that even (laughs) when he comes to sleep, she's in the mud. But I think... There, there's a problem because yeah. as parents, you should have a way mm. that okay, our time is as time. A child is a child; shouldn't come in between. Mm. A child must I, have her or his own bed, not sleep in the same bed with the parents. And how about how about friends? I mean, my my mother always tells me that as soon as you get married leave all your friends out of your relationship it's got nothing to do with them it's just got to do with you and your husband um have you ever seen friends affecting people's marriages and in what way some friends will be i can say there is good friends and bad friends because some friends will give you good advice yeah and some friends will want you to do what they want you to do they want what they do which is bad or else they come in your home and see how you treat your kids or your husband. And they'll say, why are you doing this? Don't do this. You mm. know, I don't do this to my husband. So you mustn't do it. Forgetting that each and every house household or a couple have got their own rules in their homes. You can't take 
someone else rules and come and plant them in your home, mm. which is really bad with friends. I think friends in a marriage, you should choose. which You, you should see which ones are good for you and which ones are bad for you. And should you decide on them together as a couple who are good friends for your marriage? If it is your friends, if they are your friends, both of you and your husband, if they are just your friends as a wife, you should choose on your own. Then they say, you know what, it's not working. Or just don't talk to them. Then just give them a cold shoulder. shoulder. Then they'll know that, you know, this person doesn't want to be friends with me anymore. Manda, here's something I think you're going to be very good at answering. Um, is advice on mother-in-laws. <laughs> because it's, it's like a, a universal struggle, particularly women and their mother-in-laws. And how do you get that relationship right? And now, you know, here's, here's our opportunity to get counsel from, from somebody who's experienced and is older and has observed a lot of marriages. Um, on how how do you strike a balance in the relationship you have with your mother-in-law in a way um, that is healthy both for your husband but for your marriage as well? First of all, maybe discuss some of the issues that you you think come into that relationship. I think as a daughter-in-law, when you get married, when you get in into that family's home. You should, you know, the mother-in-law will tell you what's happening in that household, how they do things and things like that. If you still, you and your husband, you still live with your mother-in-law, you should do whatever the rules they're telling you until you move out and have your own place to live with your husband. But if you are still there, you have to do whatever they tell you, if it is good. Mm. What if it isn't? (laughs) You should talk to your mother-in-law. You should be open to your mother-in-law. You should, you know, some mother-in-law, they welcome you as their own daughter. Mm. So if if that has happened, you should be open to them as well and manage to talk to her with anything which is not you are not happy with or you are happy with and that will solve the problem. Because if you run to other people, (coughs) they're going to give you an advice which will create a huge problem with your mother-in-law. But I think uh, a problem that a lot of wives have is trying to separate their husband from needing his mother and her approval for absolutely everything. And then it does create this competition between wife and mother-in-law because one is pulling on one side and one is pulling on the other side. And so I want to know, you know, what is a, a healthy way to avoid that without because men also then get very protective of their mothers you know like they can't do any wrong so how as a wife can you defend yourself (laughs) i think as a wife you should give him that chance with his mother you mustn't pull him away from his mother his mother will always be his mother for many years so you should give him that chance to be with his mother or he will needs advice, you should be open if he goes to his mother and ask the advice what to do and things like that. Sure. I, I guess it's it's about intention. Sometimes you're not sure what the mother's intention is, you know, because I, I mean as you as you said, Ambali, I wonder what comes first. Is it that 
the the husband keeps going to the mother and then the wife sees a problem or is it that the wife started that to begin with mm. and then um you know the husband thinks that the the wife is is too harsh on the mother you know like what wh- i mean what do you what do you think comes first you know i think it becomes a problem if the mother-in-law gives the bed i advice mm. because if he gives bad advice like oh your wife is always wrong and that things like that then it will create a problem but if i think like sometimes in a marriage you know people are different you know mm. people are different <laughs> because people do things differently in a marriage if there is a problem i have i have a right to go with my husband to my mother in law and ask for advice mm. then she can advise us but if if it starts like this one person every day he goes to his mother sometimes you know as mothers you just start saying that you know my court is wrong and things like that you know but if there is three of them and you have built this good relationship with your mother-in-law your husband you get a good advice from your mother-in-law Because I don't, I don't have to run to my mother. According to me, I don't have to go to my mother for advice. I go to my mother-in-law for advice because she is my mother. Mm. Yes. I think you should also be in the best thing is to be in good books with your mother-in-law. Yes, that's what I say. Nothing will go wrong if it must be like a church. Yeah. If she sings, you clap. Yes, yeah. that, that, I honestly yes, am inclined yes, to agree with that, you. Yes, I like. yes, that's why I said in the first place you should create a good relationship with your mother-in-law. Because I've seen women when push. you get into that house, you have to be close to your mom-in-law. I've seen women push back, and mm. I understand why you push back as a woman because you feel like, okay, well now this man has chosen me and yeah. has started a family with me. He needs to slowly need his mother less and less and give me. Um, the authority now that I deserve in his life, right? So I've seen women push back and it doesn't end well. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't end well because it. as soon as the relationship between wife and mother-in-law sours, that puts the husband in the middle. Yeah. And if you have yes, that... It does. <laughs> it does. Every, everything falls apart yeah. and then the kids get involved and it creates tensions with your extended family. Yeah. And so I feel like, you know, the mother-in-law is the gateway to, to so many things. Yeah. But I think, I think husbands also have to know how to fight for their wives sometimes because sometimes the mother-in-law is wrong. Mm. And, and especially because, you know, as a, <clears throat> as a woman, she probably knew exactly how she wants to be as a wife. And if the, the son's wife might want to be a different kind of wife. She might be very harsh, even though it's not necessarily in theory, wrong. I agree with you in theory, but I also know that mother-in-laws are hard-headed. They're my, the most difficult people on earth. Mm. And at that age, it's very difficult to try and change somebody. But that's why it shouldn't just fall on the wife. Like no, the absolutely. husband should absolutely. I think so. But I think first prize is the wife must do what she needs to do to get in her good books. Mm. Sometimes, you know I mean? But sometimes they just can't, you know? Sure. Yes. Fair enough. Because sometimes you, you get into that family, you try and do everything, but the mother-in-law doesn't like you. Mm. She has never liked you from day one. Maybe there will be a reason. Yeah. Maybe there will be a reason Look, the mother-in-law doesn't like you. And I mean, some, mm. like I said, mother-in-laws are, are difficult, and I don't think they're always right at all. 
But I think that as the wife, honestly, the onus is probably on you as the new person to work a lot harder. I think it's rather on you as a couple to set your limits and your boundaries. Rather than an individual doing this on their own because they've got to be backed up by each other. Or else, I agree. you know, it, it's sort of like children knowing which parent to manipulate based on who says yes yeah. more often, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. so they, no, they do. They need a yeah. united front. Yeah, yeah. that's why I, I said so. that it, they need like a husband and his wife go and a mother-in-law together, not one person all the time because that creates a lot of big problems. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want my son to run to me every day. He must, if there is a problem, he should bring his wife. Okay, so can we, we sit down can we agree that the best advice on how to deal with the in-laws is together as a couple? Absolutely. Right, so whether that's his parents or your parents, yeah. whatever advice that you're seeking, whatever help you're seeking, you go together so you don't create these uh, rifts. Rifts and these and silos. And gaps, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think yeah. that's I think that's pretty solid advice. Um, just lastly, ladies, um, from either of you or both rather, mm. what any last thoughts on what men can do better and what w- women can do better to hold a marriage together? Uh, I can say <laughs> to hold a marriage together, I think you got to travel together, take the same journey. Uh, they, you should love each other every day oh. more and yeah. more for <laughs> yeah. you to be successful yeah okay. and I would say that respect mm. this they should respect each other whatever problems they face they should sit down and solve them together as a couple mm. and they should listen to each other not that one is always right you have to listen to each other and see where you are wrong. If you are wrong, you have to admit that you are wrong. I have an interesting question. Do you think there are things that we can do to better accommodate the 21st century marriage? So I was watching um, the other day a movie uh, where this couple decided for a while that every week they would take time off each other. So for four days in the week, they would live together. And then for three days in the week... They had another apartment, and so the husband would go there. And they believe something like that, for instance, would strengthen the relationship because at least they felt like what was lacking in their relationship was me time. And because there were so many demands on me time that they didn't have enough time within the marriage to accommodate that. So to accommodate um, their careers, uh, their friends, uh, their own mental wellness. And all the things they had to do for themselves. Because I think increasingly in the 21st century, we're becoming about me, 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 me. And if there's no time for me, 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 that creates problems. So that's one thing that they came up with. Um, The other thing I saw in a series was a couple was hunting for a house. And they found a house. It had one master bedroom. And then a his and hers bedroom as well. So then at times they would be together in the in the master bedroom and then sometimes they would sleep separately, just depending on whether or not they needed space. So I want to throw those kinds of ideas at you to see if you think those things can better accommodate a 21st century marriage and how important is space nowadays? 
I think it's so healthy. <laughs> I think about it and I, I get excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, you're beaming. <laughs> She's like, yeah, <laughs> this is it. Uh, I think on the other hand, it's a good idea. Mm. That, you know, as people, you know, sometimes you need space. You need some time to be all by yourself. And, you know, and think of what you want in your relationship, mm. things like that. I think, I think that being away from your partner sometimes it will make you realize how much you need him, mm. how much you love them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, you know how they say about absence makes the heart grow fonder. Mm. Look, I don't think I would go as far as getting separate places. You know, but I, I think, think. Oh, I would. Mm. <laughs> I think separate that, bedrooms. Um, I think. Yeah. yeah separate I, that, bedrooms. That I'll support that for that, some time. I don't. That, you know, I have got me. I don't know bedroom. about that either. Craziness. <laughs> 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 I think I agree with oh, you, Langa. Yeah. Because, you know, really? when you go away, that's when you're going to start cheating. No. Go away. Can, as can, I, can I explain to you why it excites me? Yeah. I'm, I'm a naturally reclusive person. I don't like people. I don't like company. I love being by oh, myself. Is that so? <laughs> yes. Hmm. I love, I love, problem. I love Maybe being by, but, but this is actually what I wonder. That's part of why I think I'm still not married because it's a scary thing for me because I know how much I need, not just want to, I need to be alone. No, me too. Because I enjoy thinking. I enjoy getting to know myself, that sort of stuff. So for me, the idea of being granted space as well as proximity to someone you love, for me is a very healthy balance. So here's the thing for me. Um, sharing a bed for me is a, a very important thing. Especially given every everything that happens and gets in the way during the day. Yeah. You know, I know that the time that I spend in my bedroom just before I fall asleep um, is a very intimate time mm. just for me. Um, so I think in a relationship, if you have all these other things that constantly get in the way, if you at least have that one time of every day, that brings you together mm. and leaves the rest of the world outside, that's yeah. important. So that's why I would never have a bedroom of my own, right? I would never take time off, physical time off, and live in a separate house every single week because I think when you do that every single week, it creates more and more room for you to, 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 to find alternatives, let me ask you, what if your husband asked for it? Three three days off in a week. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that would definitely be negotiable. But say say he said once a month, he wants three days off or something. Once a month, so, three days off, that's agree. absolutely fantastic, right? Mm. Because it's not like a habitual thing where we need time off each other. Yeah. You know, and I think you can almost, after a while, start to use that weekly three days as a crutch. Yeah, yeah, that's really And true. you can avoid your marriage. You can use that to very, avoid very your true. marriage. But I do, I mean, going on holiday by yourself every now and again, yeah. fantastic. No. You know what I mean? No, my love. <laughs> going, with your, going away with your family, your own family by yourself or with your friends, fantastic. Taking mm. time 
off during the day, having your own office in the house, your own space, fantastic. I think space is important, but I think it can't be the kind of space that can force you to avoid your marriage. Yeah, I absolutely mm. agree. Yeah. But tell us a little bit, Mandela. You don't you don't agree with that? Yeah, I would love to go on a holiday with my partner. Yeah. Yeah. I want I don't think that I'll be happy to go on a holiday all by myself leaving <laughs> him there. No. <laughs> um, I will agree with this that you know in a month or certain or what I have certain days to myself, all mm. by myself, I agree to that because mm. you know sometimes you need space. Absolutely, yeah, you need to be. Yeah, but you yeah. also need a home, right? Yeah, yeah. Langa is not buying this. Langa, yeah. <laughs> you also need a no. I She's just looking at us like yeah, we're mad. Yeah. You also need what a home. Yes. Do people need what? Are people <laughs> running away from the bed? Because <laughs> really, there is a woman. Who was told me that she gets when it's six o'clock in the evening she thinks of that time and she gets nervous she gets crazy or she thinks of the bedroom (laughs) (laughs) yeah you need some space what space do you really need for a week or three days out away from home can't you get that space in the house it's difficult to get a space when you you have got someone in your bed You, you need to be that's why you must talk that for you have to talk for that three days that you don't want that business. Interesting. So, so Langa, essentially, are you saying that by always getting that space, you're not getting the opportunity to negotiate how to get space mm. together, mm. like within the same yeah. space? I there's a friend of mine way back there in Cape Town I worked with. She once said they spoke about it, which means. Uh, if I can remember well, it was during the week because why she wakes up early in the morning to catch the train, mm. right? And at work, she was very, very busy, which means the whole day she's tired. Mm. That's, that's why they spoke about during the week. You might be right. Mm. You know what it is also? It's a personality thing. It's about yeah. getting a person's personality, mm. right? Mm. Because there are certain friends that I have, I really need time to myself as well mm. or I go crazy yeah right and then yeah. I drive other people crazy yeah mm. me too oh, mm. so yeah I get very claustrophobic yeah. uh, um, I really mm. I really need just I need time in my head mm. that's what I need right mm. and there are friends I can live with where I still feel even though they're around that I have sufficient mental space <laughs> They don't require your attention. Exactly. Your I have attention. sufficient mental space. And really that's what it is about. It, it, it is about for me. It's, it's headspace mm. that I need. You know, I can't constantly be, be engaged and I can't constantly mm. give you my, my attention. So I think if you find somebody who's similar, you can quite easily coexist in the same space yeah. together and separately. Mm. So maybe that's what you're saying. And at the same time, like, I carry a lot of guilt when I, I choose to not give someone my attention because I'm exhausted by them. Mm-hmm. Because I do at all times want to pay attention to the people that I love. But I also know that I just can't because it's too exhausting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think, yeah, for me, it would also be partly to avoid having to feel guilty that I think, you know, my spouse would have to understand that <laughs> I just need that. It's part of a 
it's it's part of what you know reboosts me and but i think if you so find different. if you find somebody who also needs headspace yeah mm. then it'll be mm. fine you guys could yeah. probably literally live in in a silence room. together yes. <laughs> you no know, in yeah. one room yeah. together yeah yeah and still feel like you had um separation yeah mm. yeah. yeah very true because, because the reason i say you know sometimes you need space like getting into your own bedroom because it will be difficult to have your own space because like now the husband wants you to be his, his wife to do exactly that. and, and not, you don't feel like doing that it's not like we need yeah. physical space it's not like there's something that you're hiding yeah. i don't there's yeah. nothing yes. that i, I need to do yeah. by myself in a room yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 except like for for think and like sort out my head yeah. that's it you do get space when uh, when you do they're, they're days. have you met these children Archer, yeah. these children, these children are <laughs> monsters. <laughs> they have no Nowadays. concept of like what it means to have to take half an hour to think. Mm. Just even like five minutes to think with a child is is just too much. Mm. They don't understand why. Why it is you can't answer their question right now. Mm. Why it is that you just need five minutes mm-hmm. just to sit and do nothing and stare into space. They don't get it. So I think it's particularly difficult with for women. I think men probably get a hell of a lot more space than women do. Mm. I actually uh, found out recently that my mother like secretly goes to spas <laughs> to just like take a day off, right? And she she wasn't telling us because I think she truly felt guilty for taking time out for herself. Mm. And when she first told me that, I think she thought that I was going to say, "But mother, why didn't you take me with?" But mm. I was so happy for her. But, you know, there's there's just that weight of responsibility that I think a woman has where she thinks she always has to be plugged into what the husband needs, what mm, the children, children need at all yes. times. But then yeah. you also get those kinds of relationships mm. where there's a codependency, like emotionally and intellectually. And there's literally like you don't feel like your thoughts are real unless you share them with the other person, yes. which is completely unhealthy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. then those are the couples that start to refer to we, we, oh, we don't like yogurt. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like Saturday. Yeah. Oh, we don't like Saturday. Oh, we don't like the sun. Whatever. <laughs> there is no we. we. It drives me absolutely because crazy. <laughs> because as a couple, you become a we. There is no I. Yeah, but I think oh. I is a, I is an incredibly healthy thing to have. Yeah, yeah. To to be because, to be able to make sense of that I in the we, you know, you really have to be in touch with that I. You know, so so that the we doesn't stand against what you sort of. And then, at least when the we falls apart, you still have an I. Yeah. For me, honestly and truly, like any number of things can end a relationship, right? Like love can go, um, people die, people get ill, you know, people get bored. I don't know. There's like, you've just got to make sure at the end of the day, and this is why I need my personal space and I thrive Mm -hmm. in it. I don't ever want to feel like I don't exist mm. outside of any relationship mm. Where, whether that's friendship whether that's with uh, my mom my brother um, anyone I think it's very important that even you know literally tomorrow all the people in your life could not exist you could be dropped in the middle of nowhere and you would still have an identity and I think again it's about intention you know like what what do you want to do with that silence if it is because you need to get away from your partner, then something is wrong yeah. and you should deal with it. But it, if it is to to just take the quality time that you need to be yourself, then that's a completely different thing. But I think intentions should always be made clear to partners. Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening. Um, 
Join us next time on the Maid Sessions with Cliff Central. Until then, have a good one. Please make sure to follow our Twitter page on at Maid Project, M-A-I-D-E Project. And also make sure to follow our Facebook page, which is simply the Maid Sessions, M-A-I-D-E as well. Have a lovely evening. Cliffcentral.com.